Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher, and this is my co-host, Yoko Ono. Listen, I'm going full Yoko. I'm sick. You're making me record a podcast. No, I want to be here for my... For my... Listeners. Honeymooners. Yeah. Natasha is deathly ill. And let me just say... I'm not deathly ill. I just have like a cough that sounds like... like You know when your kid has croup? That kind of is like how my cough sounds. Hey. You'll you, hear it. You listeners out there, you know when your kid has croup... <laughs> Stop it, Natasha. I was doing a really funny riff on croup. You said, <laughs> listen, we barely got it together to do the episode this week. But let me just say this. I was in Washington, D.C. this weekend. Uh, I, I'm not trying to brag, but for five sold out shows, not a seat to be had. Congratulations, honey. Hot Fire Flames shows with young Andrew Mitchin. And um, it's pronounced Michonne. And um, I didn't do a meet and greet with my adoring fans because Sunday was Natasha's birthday. And I don't know if you remember chocolate cake gate, <laughs> chocolate cake gate. Oh my God. I just realized something. What? <coughs> my cold is payment for humiliating you for making me a homemade <laughs> chocolate cake during the pandemic is your only present to me. Four years later, my yep. finally my chickens came home to roost. I didn't do a meet and greet. I didn't uh, 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 do any... I'm um, so sorry from keeping you from talking to fans for two hours. Yep, because I like to see them. And bringing home COVID. I like to see them. And I didn't do a meet and greet because I said to myself, Sunday is Natasha's birthday. And when I get home... I had I had a whole thing planned, a very special we were going out of town celebration of Natasha. And here was the plan: I was going to fly from Washington D.C., our nation's capital, during Cherry Blossom Weekend. <laughs> I was going to get in the car. I'd fly all the way to D.C. <coughs> I parked at the airport. I suffered through the indignities of Wally Park, a shuttle to my car. To a two-hour drive up north to where Natasha and my loving child were to then take another 45-minute drive to the stop one of our amazing Natasha celebration adventure and have a delectable meal at a Michelin star restaurant on the central California coast and then do another hour drive after that to get to our final surprise destination. And guess what? Natasha was too sick to deal with my amazing romanticism. So I stopped at an antique shop on the side of the road and I bought her a vase and I bought her some earrings. Oh, I, for, I meant to put them in. It's okay. I don't think anybody could see them over your stocking <laughs> that you're wearing as a, your do-rag. <laughs> well, I had to get out of bed, so I wanted to like... You know, kind of do like a Michael Jackson thing. You're, yeah, you're looking. <coughs> oh my God. I can't imagine this is listenable, folks. Maybe <laughs> our producer, maybe our toxic producer, Laura, 
found a way to cut out all of Natasha's hacking Finish the story. So you, you stopped and you got me this beautiful gift. My point is, Natasha, we had to cancel the whole thing. I felt so bad that I had not done a meet and greet. No, I felt so bad for poor Natasha. It was really pathetic. The only bakery that was open by the time I got here was like a, was like a second run, um, like late night bakery. And all we had, I mean, we had, it was a very sad scene. A single candle. Let's just say flan's not good when it's good. I like flan. So you brought you bought me a, a, a piece of flan. An old piece of flan and some dried out cake. And we did what we could. But the point is, if it's the thought that counts, then I nailed it. And you if, really did kill it, Moshe. And I it was tried. so sweet. Thank well, you. Well, it's because I care deeply and was shamed profoundly. Now, Natasha... <laughs> did it out of shame a little bit of both love and shame the two guiding principles in our relationship and the only thing that makes it up for it now is seeing you looking like the world's most high class international terrorist natasha legero what do you want your next year of your life oh brother maybe we should just do our first caller do you have any goals for your next year um well first of all I want to say thank you for your kindness. Hey, hey. I'm sorry that you acted out of being shamed. No, it was mostly love. I was excited. How much were you, you excited for the adventure? You know what was actually very fun? Like is it I was like fifty percent something you wanted to do too though, right? Well well, what was really fun was I kept telling our kid the secret of what we were doing and watching her attempt to keep a secret from you for two weeks was really funny. But Natasha, I would say, knew 75% of what we were doing by the time uh, it was her birthday. Now, But we didn't do any of it. Another thing happened to me on the uh, on our, my trip to D.C., which was that uh, someone, one of the listeners, mentioned that we don't say the name of our child on this podcast mm -hmm. and i think that this person assumed it was for security purposes and i wanted to kind of dispel that rumor right? right it has nothing to do with security um and everything to do with aesthetics right oh yeah i just didn't want anyone to steal her name that's it that's the whole thing we don't I, I grew up with a name that not a lot of people had yeah natasha yeah it was a, like a cool. very obscure name well it's kind of obscure yeah and we don't want people to know what it is it's to not like I don't know. Well, I feel like I'm going to offend all my friends' kids. Ask yourself this. When the endless. Let's just say there's like, the, I was at the playground and there was two Artemises. Right. People like cool, like weird names, but then all of a sudden everybody will name someone something. Right. And we didn't want a bunch of little tofus running around. Now, ask yourself, we're trendsetters. That's the truth. And ask yourself how many guests of this podcast have started advice podcasts after they appeared on this podcast the answer is an uh an uncomfortable amount did we invent the uh advice podcast no we did not did we uh take it from previous uh iterations maybe so D did dear abby invent advice i believe it was socrates that first gave the first bit of advice the point is we know that when we do something people are sure to follow and that is why we don't say the name of our child, because then we'll just have a lot of little nagchampas running around. So it's not about security. In fact, our child goes to Wonderland Elementary School, and it's a soft target. 
uh, and also on, from on Fridays from three to seven p.m. You can find her at uh, Baby Karaoke in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, <laughs> she, you can all you have to do is say uh, that you have a kid in there, and they'll let you write in. Uh, so if that's what you're after, you know, there's no worries there. She can defend herself. She's been fully trained in pepper spray. Uh, I just bought her some pepper spray. It was so cute. You bought that for her? I bought our child pepper spray, and she totally, like the minute I gave it to her, sprayed herself. It was so funny. You she gave was, that? I thought that was for me. She was screaming, Mommy, it burns. And I was I was whispering, Mommy's not here. Feel the burn. And it was really awesome. But um, Okay, this is a character. See, I never know with you, Mosh. Because it's always high octane, 10 out of 10 comedy. And it's just, that's what it's like around our dinner table. Right, Taj? That's right, Moshe. We're just sitting around eating dinner, cracking TF up. And that stands <laughs> for the fuck. Um, Natasha? Sorry, I just want to laugh at you because when I laugh, I cough. Well, I appreciate you holding back. You look awesome. Happy birthday. I love you. Oh, thank you. Shall we begin our podcast? I'm doing even more of the talking than usual because Natasha is in a compromised state. Well, it's not fun to have it be your birthday, but then also... The day you're reflecting on age, you feel bad. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't have your full capacity. And sometimes when you're physically not feeling your all, <coughs> excuse me, then mentally it can like mess with your head a little bit, you know. And also, <sighs> it's just um, stressful being sick. Yeah, well, remember when um, we were young? Oh, because now the kid is sick. Remember when we were young and the birthday was like exciting and you couldn't wait to get to your birthday? And now it's just like you can see death at the end of the treadmill of the, the like electric sidewalk at the uh, airport and death's like, come here, you're getting closer. Um, what do you think's the last year of a birthday you're like so pumped at still being young is? Oh, <laughs> uh, 25. No way. 25, I think the turnover. You uh, think 27-year-olds? Yeah, I, I see what you know what you mean. Though. They're going like, uh-oh, uh-oh, 30. And then 30s, uh-oh, 40. And then 40s, uh-oh, 50. And then and then you die at 55. I think I think 50, you can get a good decade in or two. I'll tell you what I don't If you really like. take care of yourself. A decade or two? You're planning to live on to 60 or 70? No, I'm saying of like prime living. Listen. Obviously, I'll... I hope to live much longer than that, but I'm saying like you could be in your prime maybe. I'm hoping to surf until I'm 80. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I think if you get on the right kind of diet and exercise and stay healthy mentally. How long do you think for we'll, sure. we'll bone for? When do you think, we'll, will we ever stop boning? <laughs> as long as there's no like shit bags around, I think we're good. Mm. Well, you are romantic, Natasha. Thank you. All right, let's start our podcast with a banger of a call. Our first caller is Dan from Philadelphia. And by the way, Dan and all the other Philadelphians out there, I'm coming your way. In April, I will be there. On the 12th, I believe the 12th and 13th of April, I will be at the Helium Comedy Club. So let's get this party freaking started. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I love? What's that? A company that not only makes great shapewear, but also sounds like they are economically connected to our podcast by using the word honey. Any you, suggestion? You must be talking about honey love. Tell me more, honey. 
Love you. My new favorite shapewear brand. Whether you're a bride, a guest, or looking for an everyday fit, Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear. You think I can just fit into the same jumpsuit I wore before the pandemic? No. Sometimes you need a little help. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology. Maybe that's what I like, compression fashion. So you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. Well, we also have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can get 20% off your entire order with the code HONEYMOON at HONEYLOVE.com. Support our show and check them out at HONEYLOVE.com using that promo code HONEYMOON. And HONEYLOVE has more than just sculptware, new favorite word. They have incredibly comfortable bras, tanks, and leggings for everyday support. But you gotta check out that best-selling Superpower Short. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and where you need less compression. Okay, yeah, it, it sounds like it's letting out those curves, which I likes. I, I don't know if you've ever worn compression, but it has like a very... I, I really actually like the feel of it. They've also got a butt lifter. It's called a boost band that goes on the back of your thigh and gives your bottom amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code honeymoon. Use code honeymoon at honeylove.com. All right, we're going to call Dan in Philadelphia, where I will be on the 13th, 14th, and 15th at the Helium Comedy Club. Let's see if Dan's got his tickets yet. Dan. Hello. How, how are you doing? Well, I've got a really important question for you. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Did you yet buy your tickets to see me in Philadelphia April 13th, 14th, or 15th? I'm going to be honest. I didn't know you were playing. I, no joke, will buy tickets as soon as we're done here. How bad? Moshe was wondering if you could do it now before we start yeah, the call. Yeah, could we do it like while we're on the call? <laughs> How bad is my promotional arm in Philadelphia that a caller to the podcast doesn't even know I'm coming? Dan, you've, you made me realize a lot of stuff, and I need to make some big changes. Uh, sorry, Dan, uh, for Moshe, his uh, self. Um, Natasha's pretty ill. Sorry. She's having a tough time riffing today, so yeah. be gentle on her, okay? <laughs> The safari was probably awfully demanding on you. So. <laughs> Dan coming through blasting you. Wait, he said it's demanding on me? Yeah, he said it took a lot out of you to dress up like a Indiana Jones's assistant. It I, actually I took it two up, seconds. It took two. <laughs> All right, what's up? How can we help? So the, the general question is coming out of maybe a depressive period of my life. I want to try and put myself in situations um that are that are fun and kind of even more specifically i'm i'm looking to try and and meet people um uh, try and meet women uh to date potentially get into a relationship with the premise is is so late 2021 i was dating someone and they broke up with me and um just as a sort of interim stage while i figured out where i was going to go next i was living with her I moved back to Pennsylvania and I moved back in with my folks. Um, that was intended to be one to three months tops. Um, my father unfortunately passed in the, uh, the very beginning of 2022. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Um, so those two things were kind of a, a one, two punch of, of emotional 
distress. And I sort of, I, I deal with depression kind of as a, a, by nature. So those things kind of, I essentially kind of withdrew from the world for a while. Um, I'm starting to finally shake it off. I got back into therapy. I got back into the gym with a personal trainer. So I've, I've taken those first couple steps. And, and so maybe this is obvious to a lot of other people, but I want to get out and have fun again. I want to make friends and meet people. And, and so my question for you is how do I put myself in situations to do that? It's a great question. And I've got a very simple answer. I'll be in Philadelphia, April the 13th, 14th. And no, um, Natasha, did you, what do you think? You're always, a, I feel like a real cheerleader for people getting out into analog fun. Everybody makes fun of me when I say that. No, but I think this could be really good for Dan. Because I feel like, Dan, it seems like internet dating. Well, I, what I want to say, first of all, is like what you have been through uh, it would depress anyone. And if you're already dealing with clinical depression on top of that, that you, that was, you know, lingering before any of this stuff went down, it's like, no wonder that you had, you took a, my year in the cave kind of situation. So like, I mean, nobody, I, I'm, I just applaud you for sort of be, recognizing all those things. Uh, you know, like this happened, this happened, and this is who I am. And now I want to like emerge and come out of the thing. I think that that's really cool and really courageous. And I just, I want to, I'll start there. And then Natasha, I feel like always has good advice for stuff like this. What city do you live in? I live in a suburb of Philly, so I, I can get to the city in like a half hour. Okay. And do you have like anything you're super passionate about or a hobby or is there mm. something you love? Like, um, yeah, what do you love? Plays, opera. Um, bowling I don't know I actually I really enjoy musical theater um, and it's I, I um, for off and on I've I sing I've been in choirs so musical performance would be an easy place to start stand-up comedy I, I genuinely love stand-up comedy Moshe I discovered you listening to Jimmy Pardo's podcast oh cool well I mean listen it seems so obvious where your path is it's well, well I was gonna say is throw money at that what, what is yeah. like the premiere like what's the thing you can do that is um you know a party or an opening night or like something where you can like meet people or I don't know just may try I, to make yourself a part of that world more. yes and you yeah Okay, Dan, I'm looking at you and, and I'm analyzing your circumstances and what you've been through in the last couple of years. I'm thinking you're not probably a dude that's going to like go to the premiere of, uh, you know, a strange loop in Philly and chat up a woman in the, <laughs> in the lobby, right? That's kind of not your vibe, right? Okay, fine. No, no. Is that right? Yes and no. Um, it, it probably, I feel like my vibe I put off is dork, which, pro which makes sense because I'm a software engineer. That's what I do for work. And I'm sort of introverted with periods of extrovertism. So it's hard, depending on the time and place and just a roll of the dice, I, I don't mind approaching someone. That's, that's sort of what I want to do is put myself out of my comfort zone. Well, I, I, I think I have your path here. I think this one's, this one's easy because like I'm saying, uh, listen, we all know that musical theater uh th there is no finer way to get laid than to <laughs> approach a woman at random in the lobby of a, mu of a musical theater performance but you say you used to but maybe sing. there's a bar where all the musical theater people go and maybe you can hang out at that bar i don't know you just kind of have to like circle the world i'm thinking what you need dan 
because okay let me give you an analogy working out right i hate it right i hate I hate it because I always feel like I'm stuck in tedium until the end of the workout. So anything that's like self-generated, like running on a treadmill or yoga is the worst. Even though I love yoga and the way it makes me feel, it's so internal that I can't get to the end of a class without staring at the clock 50 times because I'm like, when does this end? So what I do to work out is I, I try to find workarounds, right? Like I, I do boxing training because I'm learning how to box and, and then accidentally I got a workout. Or I do surfing because I'm like having fun, but then accidentally I got a, work, a workout. For you, when you're coming out, especially in this sort of tender stage that you're in, I think, even though I believe you that you can be very extroverted, what you need is like a workaround, right? Rather than I'm going to go to a singles bar and try to get a woman, you know, I just feel like that's too much pressure. But you're saying you like musical theater. I say find a regional theater production, find a choir, find an adult choir, find a and and. Uh, that doesn't mean he wants to be. Do you want to perform? Are you are you a performer? He sings. I enjoy it from both sides. Oh, beautiful. So you'll fuck anything. That's great. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you do a regional theater, even a cringy little nothing-ass regional theater uh, production or a an adult choir that feels dorky or feels like, ugh, well, I'm never going to meet anybody hot or cool there. I feel like that's the kind of perfect thing for you. Because if you can make time for something like that. Yeah, you have an excuse to be there. You've got a skill, which is that you can sing, whether it's great or not, doesn't really matter. You know how to do it. And you'll have a reason for being there and a reason for meeting everybody. And at, at worst, you'll meet new friends, which probably not just you probably need that as much or more than a romantic partner. I think that's Natasha's on something. You find the thing that you're passionate about. And rather than like go to a theater talk or, you know, a symposium and hope to meet someone, you get in on the actual activity side of it. And that'll be your in. I feel like that that is the, that's what I would recommend. Okay, everyone. So have, oh, go ahead. I have sort of two things in mind um, that I know of, and I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm probably overthinking this. Um, so I know one of the. I have. There's a couple brew pubs near me, and one of them I know on Thursdays offers karaoke, which kind of falls right in my wheelhouse. But a lot Hello. of my my remaining friends in the area are dads, so it's hard to to get them out. So, is it weird to go to karaoke by yourself? nothing's weird of course not it's not weird to do something by yourself you know what i did when i uh, i i if i met a guy no i i i don't know if i even as a friend if i met a guy i was at a karaoke bar with my girlfriends and we started talking and i was like who are you here with and you're like myself <laughs> you think you'd be scared <laughs> i don't know if you go to karaoke by yourself okay Sorry. what's option two what's option two <laughs> i think you should go but know that Natasha's right, that a, a person might be like, I'm sorry, what? You came here. So what's your option two? The the other thing I consider is um, group classes at my gym where they they offer things like Zumba, which surprisingly is something I don't mind. Um, and I, I, I don't intend to necessarily go up and approach someone, but at least I'm amongst people and you know, I'm putting myself in a circumstance where we're having a shared experience, something like that. Yes. And I think the more you can pick things to do with your free time that hit two marks, you know what I mean? That are something you want to do, but that are also potentially social well, so that, 
you you know, like a workout is a perfect example because it's like you're it doesn't matter. You're still going to get something out of it. Here's why I think. Carry, OK, first of all, my my first advice still stands. I think neither of those are the exact thing that I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's perfect is like, hi, uh, I'm Dan and I used to sing blah, blah, blah. I was, um, you know, Sweeney Todd and Sweeney Todd in uh, eighth grade, and I would I'll sing anything. Then you're in a you're you're automatically in a th- community. Okay, maybe they don't have a regional theater production. Fine. Hi, I'm here for the adult choir thing. You're just in. And but here is why uh, that, which I think would be like the best kind of thing, or Zumba or karaoke, all of them are are yeses, is because they all kill two birds with one stone, which is. Yes, maybe you'll meet a partner, but probably not, right? Like you probably aren't going to like hit the thing on the first try. But all of them have the the secondary benefit of you putting yourself out there. That's and, what I just said. Yeah, and like uh, did I just repeat it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. But that's okay. But listen, you know what? It's also about turning the yeses in or turning the nos into yeses, you know? And fighting against that instinct that says, "Oh, fuck it, just stay in." We we're in people because I love what you're saying. Like the instinct to get out again, even if it doesn't net the result you want, it'll net something positive. There's no question about that. I say yes to that. It's so much better to make a date with someone that's like, you know, a 45 minute walk than a 45 minute coffee. <laughs> but I know Cause if, if you didn't, if you're not into them, because then at least you're like getting exercise. I know for sure. That in Philadelphia right now, I want to look it up. I'm tempted to look it up while we're on the phone, but because you were so rude that you didn't buy the tickets on the on the phone with us, I will not do. I will. No, I'm just kidding. I, but I know that in Philadelphia, if I were to look up adult choir or you know um, adult musical, you know musical theater class, it's a big enough city that that exists. Mm-hmm. And I think, listen, maybe you don't want to do those two things, but doing a thing where you're like there and it's natural for you to talk to everybody there and you're doing something that you're good at so you're going to feel like a little bit of a win i feel like that's that's the way like my first instinct before you told me what you're into is i was like you need something like burning man and to Mm -hmm. like join a camp uh because and i know that natasha's probably rolling her eyes even though i can't see it through the limo tint glasses uh at me suggesting burning man anyone but one of the cool things about burning man is you just write to a camp and say hey i want to be in your camp and then you're automatically a part of that little community so finding something like that that's close to you i think would be that's your that's your secret in whether it's volunteering somewhere whether it's doing a a choir thing whether you know this zumba and karaoke i think they're good because they'll fight your depression but they don't have an an organic hey talk to me element in fact i would say a guy who goes to zumba to talk to all the ladies Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. That and, I, a- and I still think if, if you're open to it, do online stuff and make your profile super specific. Just make yeah. it like exactly who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and what you like and only contact me if blank and use mm-hmm. it as long as you're not going to get addicted to it. But I just think that alone is not really enough. It wouldn't be enough for me once Moshe croaks, you know, and I got to get back out there on the scene. You know, she would be at a Zumba class looking for somebody <laughs> to sidle up to her. <laughs> In, an, in neon spandex while you're doing the samba <laughs> samba crunches. Um, but Dan, I think the headline to me is your instinct is right. which is, And I think you know that already and you're just calling to hear us say it back to you. Your instinct is right, which is you gave yourself the couple of years to like heal and, and, and cocoon 
and blah, blah, blah. And now it is time to go out again, even though it'll be embarrassing or awkward or weird. Maybe the instinct of like, okay, I gave myself the time to heal. And now I Dan is back, baby. Yeah, I think I just needed to hear you're on the right track. Go for it. So. You are on the right track. Uh, go for it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're welcome. And you're very welcome. And we'll see you. I'll see you. April 13th, 14th, and 15th in Helium Comedy Club. Genuinely, I'm going to buy tickets as soon as we're done. I, <laughs> I love it. I'll see you there. <laughs> okay, good luck, honey. Let I, us know how much. it goes. I, w- I will. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh, take care. Yeah, take care. I'm trying to fight the urge to stay home. I hear it. But, you know, it's like I loved what he was saying. He was like, I mean, I, I like I, you lose a father, you lose a love, you know. Yeah, you're going to want and you're already like prone to depression. Sure, you're going to want to sit around for a year. And and then you do that and you go And then you're like what's the what, what's the point of anything? Right. There's a easy path to say, you know, I sat around for a year and I didn't die. Maybe I'll just sit around for the rest of my life. But then you kind of miss out. And what happens in the end? You just die anyway. You might as well get out, do some Zumba and see if you can fuck a Brazilian woman. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mush. You know it's never made sense to me? What? Deodorant, they say put it on your armpits, but it's not your only your armpits that stank. I got stank crotch, stank butt. Oh, that's so cute. I know some people out there got stank genitalia. Well, they've made a deodorant for the whole body, and it's called Lumi. Do you want to smell better naked? Yes. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant for pits privates and beyond you might be like i'm not putting that thing all up inside of me but lumi was created by an OBGYN <laughs> who discovered and proved in a clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt okay i could have told her that because i've done some amateur research she developed lumi and if you a uniquely formulated ph balanced deodorant Aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. That is several days. You know, that's that's a good amount of time. It sure is. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Get $5 off Lumi Starter Pack with code HONEYMOON at LumiDeodorant.com. Show show them that you love our show podcast. Show them that you love our podcast by not stanking up the place. Try it out. One Maybe more. it's just what you needed. Once again, new customers get five bucks off a Lumi starter pack with the code honeymoon at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code honeymoon. Natasha, I think we saved one life. Are you ready to save another? Yes, but I would like to say for the record, I'm about two days away from wanting to be in public with my cold. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that on the record. (laughs) Do you want to introduce our guest? Yes. Now, we're going to call Sid from Toledo, Ohio. A place that does not know what sparkling water is, I swear to God. Really, you asked for sparkling water in Toledo and nobody knew what it was? Like two people didn't know what it was. Let's see if Sid knows. Sid, oh, she knows for sure. She looks cool. Hi, guys. She looks cool. All right. We have a test for What's you, up? but we know you're going to pass it. And it's just, it's disappointing because we wanted you to be more of a, an ignoramus and you look smart and cool. And that's not what we wanted mm. from you. Um, you're familiar Sorry. with the concept of sparkling water, right? It's in the cleaver cup. Boom. Blam. What's a cleaver cup? Yeah. What is a cleaver cup? 
Do you not know The Sopranos? Oh. That's you- an inside joke from The Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. So it's um the like blockbuster murder movie that Christopher tries to sell. Mm. Let me just say, Sid, your eyebrows are mm. popping. Moshe uh, likes eyebrow big eyebrows. I them on every day. Thank you. Your, well, your eyebrow game is on absolute point. It is, it is <laughs> perfect. And I can't imagine a person with eyebrows as perfect as you actually needs advice, but... We're here for it. How can we help? Yeah. Hi. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you all for having me on and for Laura's texting. Um, okay. So I feel like the two of you from both ends can help me with this. Um, I'm 34. I do not plan to have my own children. Um, but being a very uh, cultural, culturally Jewish person, I'm thinking of egg donation. And um, I wanted to get your insight and opinions about this because um, I'm already kind of into the process where I've looked at cultural specific organizations um, because, you know, family and the Holocaust, uh, I kind of want to not risk some things. We'll take your um, eggs. But, you know, hmm? we'll take them. Yeah, we'll take them. Just send. We them. want your okay. eggs. Okay. I mean, if you know if you know of anybody, I'm down. But basically, my question is: so most of these organizations I've been looking at um, tend to lean more orthodox, and I'm a very contemporary and secular person. Um, so I was wondering, you know, do you think that would have any repercussions or implications for the child? I mean, ideally, I would love to meet this person later, and they'd see that I'm like a cool artist or whatever, you know. Mm. Oh, that's a cute. I don't want to say fantasy, but I do like that idea (laughs) of like donating your eggs to go to like a very specifically Jewish home, but Jewish in the way that you are and the person growing up and you kind of being her like soul sister, but you never had to do any of the work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you can still get that feeling. (laughs) I have a question uh, before I answer your question. Yeah. What are the things you, why are you, okay, I guess it does lead to your second question. If you are want, are worried about the egg, your egg sizzling on a Skittle that is uh, too religious, like, in other words, putting that, that egg in, becoming a human that then is raised in an environment that you have some qualms about, I guess, a lifestyle that you have some qualms about. Why then don't you just not, why do the Jewish thing? I get you said the Holocaust, mm. but I don't exactly understand what you're saying. Yeah, this is maybe the last leg of survivor's guilt here, um, you know, third generation. So my grandparents um, came to Toledo, and I'm, I'm in Ohio, um, you know, as refugees. And the community here was really wonderful in terms of resettlement. And so my mom found a permanent foster home through Jewish Family Services. And it's kind of like, you know, through that, she found her family and helped people. And I kind of want to do something similar. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would feel meaningful. Giving your eggs to just some egg donation lab would feel like you're just tossing your DNA into the mist. But if you do it through a... Kind of. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. I I have a question. I I have a question. Is... Because I, I get that you don't want them to be too Jewish, but would not, is there a, like if they just were born kind of agnostic, but then taught about Judaism, would you be okay with that? Wait, born agnostic? Well, like if they were given to a family that was agnostic, the eggs, 
That's what she wants, right? That Or that did not well, believe in Judaism or any religion, but promised to teach them about Judaism. Oh, Would that be it. enough a for non -Ju you? You're saying a non-Jewish mm, family that yes. said, to carry on your legacy, I will teach this little egglet. I'll teach this little <laughs> omelet. About, about about the culture of the of the of the owner of this the former owner of this egg would that work for you? Mm, um, yes and no, yes I and guess no. because I mean, I don't I, you know, I I don't want to make it about you know like it has to be pure right or whatever. But I I do uh, you know we've seen how that goes. But I do want someone who can kind of involve more of the intricacies of the culture and I think in terms of communication in terms of openness and I mean I personally felt very alone being the only bat mitzvah in my grade you know so it's like I don't I don't really want someone to tokenize you want to pass on that legacy of loneliness to the next generation tokenize I, I get what you're saying yeah you, let me reframe what you're saying and tell me if this is right you're passionate about the egg that you donate going to a Jewish family that, that takes it seriously. Actively Jewish. But you're takes also seriously. Yeah. But you're also passionate about them not taking it too seriously. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That Where's less, the happy medium? <laughs> less the, and so what has your research You gotta raise him yourself, honey. What mm. What You're like, how can I find someone to raise a child <laughs> exactly, exactly like me? Exactly how I would. I'll donate you my eggs that for free. I'll pay all the lawyer fees. That is very funny. Yeah. Tell her I'm an artist in Manhattan. She can come see me in 23 years. That is very funny. You're like, I want somebody to raise my child exactly how I would raise a child, but it will not be me. Um, well, okay. I mean, more so of just. I'm just worried about the potential restrictiveness, you know, mm. um, and and I, I talked to a few people already about this and, you know, they kept reiterating if the person is actively seeking out an egg, you know, they're serious about it and they likely would very much love this child. So well, you know, Orthodox way, families definitely love their children, I would say probably <laughs> on an equal level to every other kind of family in the world. But I'm curious are you allowed to um select the family that you donate to are you allowed to meet them or is that not how it works yeah is that i'm not yet? sure yet I've i know people looking for eggs this research i know people looking for eggs hmm? i know people looking for eggs and oh. you can just settle outside a court you just have to pay lawyer fees or something that and get up and get a psychological psychological exam I, now, but it costs money that is an option, yeah. which is to not go through an organization and go direct to the source. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and you know, yeah. whether that's like social media or whether it's on our this very podcast, if there's a family out there that's Jewish that wants to raise a, a kid Jewish and you could then meet that person and then f get a vibe. Because my whole thing is like this. I'm not no offense. But what you're talking about, like with orthodoxy. I just feel mm -hmm. like it maybe is a little bit, I mean, it's not like being raised Orthodox is automatically like um, you're living in, uh, you know, Fiddler on the Roof and it's like a, every day is a struggle. Most Orthodox families, I mean, my family's all Orthodox. Most of them are pretty happy and, uh, you know, have a, a nice time and a nice life. 
I think that I, I wouldn't want my kid to be orthodox either. Yeah, I know, but there's a certain level of when you do egg donation, it's kind of like mm. a hilariously obvious version of letting go. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like is the idea? Oh, You're my, not wrong. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have the kid. I'm gonna donate the egg, but I do want to. I'm gonna find a way to micromanage like the perfect. The only way to do that is for you to go straight to the source and interview people and say, oh, my God, you seem perfect. Well, I just want to say I think it's really cool. It's a cool it's a cool idea. And I also think it's cool that you want to devote your life to your art. And I think that's special. And it's nice to like be able to give it so much. And I think it will really serve you as it you know, I think that's a positive thing to do. It's a good choice to make. And And it's. You know, it's like, obviously, it's hard to make that choice, but I think making it is probably really fulfilling. I'm going to say, I agree with Natasha, I'm going to say with those eyebrows, <laughs> if you do a post or two with, uh, you know, some some uh, face pics saying, uh, I'm donating these eggs, get them while they're hot, uh, and you kind of post a little bit on social media, maybe on some like Facebook groups, you know, I'm sure there are some Facebook. I know oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. But I mean, you got to make a choice like to have that much control, which I understand. I actually do understand what you're saying. Y- y- this egg donation is not you just going like, hey, I got these eggs I'm not going to use. Why don't I give them? It's more like almost a, a semi, no pun intended, spiritual quest for you to carry on, even if it's not going to be your kids, to carry on your family's kind of a physical legacy and you want it to enter into a cult a, a, a family who will carry on in some small way a cultural legacy as well but you what you don't want to do is just you know have some kid living in some repress whatever it is you have this vision because you're you're not on a i'm donating my eggs quest you're on a i am i am honoring this like multi-generation uh, epic legacy quest so to yeah. me you have to make of sacrifice one way or the other. One sacrifice would be, you know what? I'm just not going to have any control over this. I'm going to go to a ch- Jewish Children and Family Services, the same organization that helped my family, and whatever happens, happens. And if that kid ends up, you know, uh, you know, like b- being a w- extremist and not having any fun, hey, that's not my business. Then she has guilt for no reason. She right. could have never done it. That's one <laughs> sacrifice. The other sacrifice is... Okay, because I care about this and I need to be a little bit more in control of it in order for it to feel fulfilling to me, I'm actually going to put myself out there. I'm going to, you know, go onto a Facebook group and say, "Hey, here's my situation. Is anyone interested? Contact me directly." I'm going to go on the Endless Honeymoon podcast and see if anybody contacts me. I'm going to tweet about it or, you know, and 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 that is the sacrifice that you will make on the other end. The third sacrifice, of course, is giving up your life, your vitality, your entire, all of the fun and freedom you'll ever have in having the kids yourself. Those are kind of the three choices you have here. And all of them require a version of sacrifice. Much like the sacrifice that your great-grandfather made when he came over from the Ukraine. And don't forget, just because... Yeah, I yeah, got it. Nice. <laughs> just because Moshe and I are raising our kid in a certain way doesn't mean that she'll turn out the way we want. That's true, too. You know, it's like even if she gets with the right family and who raises them in this right way and religiously, it, it just, it's, it's a little bit of a fantasy. You know what I mean? It's like, who are those people and what are they going to teach them? Yeah. And what's the kid's destiny? I don't know. Maybe I, you should just give them money, that organization. I, I, I think that uh, actually, I'm now that I'm thinking of it, and I don't know this, and Orthodox listeners, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I do think that your fantasy about like, hey, go meet Auntie Sid, who's actually <laughs> your bio mom, is less likely to become true if it's an Orthodox family. I just there's something about me t- feels that they'll want to close that connection and kind of raise their kid in this in this world in their world. So I think your best bet is in these kind of more like direct contact hippie Jewish community. Because the thing about Judaism, as you, a I'm Facebook sure you know, post would be good. They're networky, you know. They are networky, and so if you go to like the Toledo, you know, I don't know, weirdo vegetarian hippie Facebook group of Greater Ohio Jews, there you before you know it, someone in Colorado is going to be contacting you saying. What's up, girl? I heard you got some eggs for sale. And you're going to find your person. But that will require you to do a little bit of direct work. That's what I think. Do you have a high IQ? <laughs> Good question. Um, I think so. Do you have Tay-Sachs <laughs> and a high IQ? And what were your SATs? Uh, I did not have any genetic testing oh uh, come back positive. Mama, you know? mama uh, Mia. Mama Mia. I, I will say... Um, Kind of like Natasha. And thank you for saying that about, you know, the passion and the artistry and whatnot. Um, you know, I never thought that I would be back in Ohio. I was in Boston for over a decade. I went to school. I worked in academic publishing. I worked for a museum. You know, I did all of those things. And then I realized the only way I can find the stability and inner tranquility that I want is to work out of a place like this, you know. How so, was the ayahuasca? Um, the ayahuasca? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm I'm teasing. It sounds like I you had done that yet. <laughs> it sounds like you had a full revolution. Yeah. How how did it happen? A uh, burnout and a uh, creative, uh, probably abuse in the workplace. I don't know. Well, they say you know they <laughs> okay. say you can't go home again. That's but legit. They, they wrote that uh, phrase before uh, the pandemic and the economic crisis and late stage capitalism. And it turns out you can go home again and you can afford to buy a house. Yeah. So there you go. I see. So you're you're move. Oh you've kind of shifted your life. Yeah, and um, and just the way that things have unfolded now, I know that um, you know, a child of my own taking care of a child is likely not what's happening. Um, but I feel kind of a need to continue to preserve some sort of culture, as Moshe had said. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, Sid, because I like you and I'm impressed by your eyebrows. I will, if you will, you've been emailing with our toxic producer, Laura, you give her your information Mm -hmm. and I, if you're interested, I'll put, I'll put your little story out into my little network because my brother is, I would say a linchpin in in the exact community that you want. I know a couple of people in a couple of different communities that are kind of your energy and I'll see if I can connect you to somebody if you're interested. And you don't have to answer right now. You can think about it. And also, Moshe might forget to ever email you back. That so. is true. But 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 I I'll I, I will. It's not for- a big commitment. It's true. It's true. I might forget we ever had this conversation. But if you're interested, I can help facilitate that and find some find somebody without you posting on Facebook. I appreciate that. And get That'd be t- great. Get in touch with Laura when you're I'll ready. I'll think about it. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Sid. Okay. Well, good luck. And, you know, I love this image. And you know what? Who's to say it can't happen? Just keep that image but here's what, um, of a girl knocking on your door. And, uh, and you know. And she's like, Sid, uh, hello. My name is Hannah Bayat, but ben, ben Ezra, I was raised, I've never in my life had a dress on that was not below my ankle bones. And I hear that you donated egg to me. What shall I do? 
and then you just bring her into your painting studio, you know, and you show her the power of color and you whisper in her ear, God is not real. And she goes, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Oh my, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> then you think you'll be friends with her too, right? That could th- follow the fantasy. No, Maybe no. she's just have a kid. I don't want to aim too highly. No, you know? I hear you. <laughs> okay, well, good luck, Sid. Oh, and uh, maybe Moshe will help you out. That could be cool if you paint uh, like a really elaborate painting that is like almost a puzzle. And when you when you unravel the puzzle, you realize the message is God is not real. And you give it to the, the parents and you say, my only stipulation is that you give this to the child at her bat mitzvah. And if she can figure it out by the time she's 18, she'll be an atheist and she'll come join uh, you in uh, in Ohio and buy a house. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing because no. then I, ca- I start coughing. Sid's laughing enough for both of us. Sid, good luck to you. Be in touch if you want me to help. I will help with this one. Well, thank you both. And uh, thanks for your books and looking forward to the next also. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Well, Natasha. Yes. I got a donation I want to make to you. What's that then? The the opposite of an egg donation. A sperm donation. Yep. And sick or not, I can't. I'm 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 losing control You're, with those glasses you? and that scarf. Are you saying you want to? Oh yeah, I got to get make off. a sperm. Donation. That's right. I got to get off this podcast right now because I'm that cough has got me. You don't on. think I kind of sound sexy like Kathleen Turner or something? <laughs> I don't. You sound like <laughs> Kathleen Turner at late stage lung cancer. <laughs> Hopefully she didn't die of lung cancer. I don't know, honey. Maybe you should take that out. That joke? Whatever. Uh, Natasha. Yes. Sick or not, Jewess or not, I love you. I love you too. And oh, before we go, give us a call. 213-222-8608. Drop Rose Secrets. Oh, hello. We're having a dinner party Friday. That's right. Also, endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. You can can get on the podcast and become like Sid. No, but they need to join our Patreon for the dinner oh, party. Yeah, that's this that Friday. Too. If you want to be at our dinner party this Friday, the thirty first, jump on the Patreon, and uh, we love you, and uh, we will help you find uh, places for. Anyway, by the way, it's not just Ju- Judaism. If you called in and you were Nigerian, and you were like, "I only wanted to go to a Nigerian family," I got networks there too. I got people in the Nigerian community. Let's say you're one of the Hmong people. I got people there too. You think I don't know a Hmong rabbi? I got you. So. Anybody that wants an egg donation in any specific ethnic community, give me a call. It's really hard for me to imagine wanting my kid to be a very specific religion. I get what you Gotta she's go- say. No, it's not that. It's not that. The thing f- about Sid is that her story, her narrative, and this is true for a lot of American Jews, is really informed by the fact that they their family was almost wiped out completely and that they barely escaped. And so for a person like Sid, I should have said this on the call, for a person like Sid who's made the peace with the fact that she doesn't want kids, like she has an inner peace about that, but there's an outer guilt, which is, ah. Like a, a Catholic guilt to procreate or no, something. No, it's more than that. It's Sid is saying, oh, I don't want kids, but the choice I'm making is going to end the family line that, uh, that barely made it out of Europe alive. I see. So by not... By just giving the egg out into the world, at least there will be someone that's alive that the that the Nazis didn't get to crush. And that is the message I want to leave our podcast with every week is uh is uh the Nazis didn't win. And they won't this time either. 
All right. Well, if you'd like to talk about that and more, come to our Patreon dinner party this Friday, March 31st, and uh, we'll see you later. Also, we're going to be at the Polaris Hall June the 29th in Portland, Oregon. Come see us live. Goodbye. Goodbye.